welcome guys to episode 8 of Haydiye and Huriye's dissertation on Turkish pop culture. I am Huriye. I am Haydiye. And welcome to another week. This week, our topic is Turkish TV shows, which are called Dizilash, or Dizi to be short, and we will be referring to them as Dizi henceforth. So, did you want to say something before I get into... Uh, you're, yeah, you're looking at me. Yeah, I'm looking at you because you look like you're going to say something. <laughs> I do. I always want to say something. Of course you do. Uh, so I propose a mini segment in each show. Oh, okay. What is this mini segment? So my question for you, Hudia, is what is the most Turkish thing you've done this week? Wow. What is the most Turkish thing I have done? Well, I cooked kuru fasulye. And in English, that is? <laughs> I cooked um, dry beans. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dry though, it's stew. It's like a stew. Yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, mine's a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> oh, tell us. Uh, it was an accidental Turkish moment. Uh, but I... I am a secretary for a not-for-profit organization. Okay. <laughs> and we're organizing an event. Uh, and we were having trouble um, with the links to the tickets, uh, the link to the tickets to the event. Oh, yeah. And so I was trying to show the rest of the board that the links weren't working <laughs> for the ticket purchases. And this is on Zoom or something? Uh, no, this is uh, via Slack. So I was just sending them messages. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, oh, instead of just trying to explain what I mean, let me just do a screen recording and I'll show them what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but what I forgot was I was listening to 90s Turkish music. No. <laughs> so when they got the video, <laughs> the whole board got this video, <laughs> my screen recording, and it's Levant Yüksel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what did they say they were like what are you what's with the music <laughs> and i oh pretended I, I mean they knew i was like <laughs> i was like i don't know how that got there <laughs> oh my it was god. so embarrassing well that's such a good song to screenshot to as well <laughs> Oh, love it. All right, back on to our topic. I just want to do a mini introduction before Heidiya gets into her subheading. But the first Turkish dizzy that was, um, well, that was played in Turkey or, or aired in Turkey, the only channel they had back in the day, which was the government channel, which was Terete, was in 1974. And it actually hit a record of playing for 30 years. Wow. And it's, you probably haven't even seen this one. It's called Kainanalash, which means mother-in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> and is about Nuri Kantar and his family. And I, yeah, it, it, it basically was air, on air till 1996. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. And Three then decades. subsequently went to 
um, Canal Dare, which was another channel from 97 to 2004. Wow, it continued. Yeah, it continued. I used to – I remember watching this when we were kids. Like we would just have snippets of it. Um, but, yeah, I didn't realise that was the first ever Dizzy. And another – Thing that I want to say because we're going to talk about basically in this show we want to talk about the popularity and the and the whole pop culture that surrounds dizzies and within mm-hmm. Turkey and overseas and, and globally abroad. yeah That's globally right. so basically the first dizzy that made it that was exported internationally was in 1986. And it was Chalakushu, which was with ah, Aydan Shenash at the time. I don't know yes. if you've seen that one. And uh, it went to the Soviet Union. Wow. Yeah, isn't That's that really interesting? interesting? Have you read Chalakushu? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just, when I was doing the research for this show, I just found out so much that um, I didn't know. And obviously we want to do a shout out to our... Um, listener who suggested this yes and so thank you so much for suggesting this topic and please guys if you have any suggestions at all for us to research and find out we're more than happy to do that um so Heidiya let's go into our subheading for the introduction a subheading introduction to the dizzy and rules of the Dizzy ellipses. So dot, dot, dot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, do, do you not like that subheading? <laughs> I do like it. All right. So what do you have to say? So uh, obviously you, you've already mentioned the popularity of uh, the Turkish Dizzy, both in uh, Turkey and the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not just the US, <laughs> I was going to say worldwide. I don't know why I said the US. Yeah. Uh, that goes completely against everything I believe in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, are you, what sort of um, thing are you reading from? I was, uh, so my notes actually say Turkey is, a, is second only to the US in worldwide TV ah, distribution. Okay, but I said that. Turkey in the US. So this. Yeah. Dis- Disregard. If we keep this in the podcast edit, uh, ignore that. Uh, yeah, so it has uh, a global attraction and a global popularity in countries like Russia, uh, China, Korea, Latin America is a very big oh, one. I was shocked about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. in addition to the Middle East, which mm-hmm. uh, most listeners probably are already mm-hmm. aware of. Uh and by rules of the Dizzy, I was actually reading an article in The Guardian. Yes. Um, and uh, they were talking to a, a director whose name I haven't written down. So <laughs> we can call him whatever you like. Uh, but he he went through some golden rules uh, of what a dizzy entails and you're nodding because I, I assume you've read this I too. I have read this, yeah. Um, but it's interesting. So the first rule he has is 
You can't put a gun in your hero's hand. I thought that was interesting because isn't that I've seen a lot yeah, of guns. Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking Ezel. I'm thinking um, the Kenan Imirzaloğlu dizi. Um, Deli Yürek. Oh, Deli Yürek. I'm thinking Polat Alemdar. Um, our heroes all have guns. Yeah. I don't know what I don't maybe, know what that means. Maybe he didn't mean maybe he may, means maybe, unjust killings. Correct. Maybe he didn't mean like they've lost the plot and they just got a gun type thing. I don't know. Maybe we need to talk to this director that we don't know the name mm. of. And does he mean just specifically guns or other weapons are they also included in this rule because you know, you could have uh, nunchucks, use your fists. Uh, we, we say no to all forms of violence. Yeah, we do. But, yeah, we don't know. We don't know what he was referring to. So what was the other thing that he said? Uh, the second rule is the centre of any drama is the family. Well, that we can agree with. Our mm. family is drama in its own right. So the Turkish family... I thought you meant our. No. We're not related. <laughs> no, we're not related. Some people have asked that, actually. We're not sisters. We're not sisters. Um, but I'm saying in terms of your family, my family, Turkish family, mm-hmm. period. Like, we're, we're full of drama. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, the third rule is, an outsider will always journey into a socioeconomic setting that is the polar opposite of their own. Look, I remember in film school that was one of the hints that they gave when you're writing scripts. Like it's like you have to have, you know, that moment that sort of changes course Mm -hmm. and the the hero of the story has to make a crucial decision that's going to lead them on a different path. Yeah. I also think of this as very much the fish out of water. Yeah. Uh, analogy uh so yeah there are a lot of uh in in the turkish disney we see a lot of uh rich man (laughs) poor woman or you know the opposite yep uh rule four is uh the heart throb has his or her heart broken and tragically closed to love i'm thinking gumush because that's how that that's how that started yeah, oh, I knew that. <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and bin bir gece. Yeah, uh, yeah, correct. Yeah, uh, and the last rule is nothing beats a love triangle. Oh, nothing. Everyone, everyone in Turkish disease loves a love triangle. If there is not one, they introduce one. There's always. <laughs> What's your favorite love triangle? Oh my god! Not my favorite, but scandalous one would be the yaprak um, dokumu one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. Leila, Nejda. Yes, and Oz. Oz, yeah, Oz. Biri kocam, biri kardeşim diyor. İnanamıyorum. gördüğüm iyi oldu. Yes, 
uh, Yaprak Tukumu was one of my favourite dishes, actually. Good to know. Good tidbit. I, I watched it too um, when I was younger. I remember with my mum. <laughs> I used to sit down and watch it with her. So um, I want to say in that same Guardian's article, it mentions how um, in sort of the global market for dizzies really began in like the 2016 mm-hmm. when um, Bimbirgeje 1001 Nights was sold overseas. But at the same time, Gumush apparently was making a, a big hit in the Middle East. Um, but it really was 1001 Nights, Bimbirgeje, that truly became a global success. Um, and it sold in almost 80 countries. Um, and it was really smashing ratings. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, that's amazing. Do you do you have uh, a theory as to why that particular dizzy was so popular? Oh, I think it was the the story. So when it first came out, um, it was a big. I, I look once you get the the market with women in it, then you're making it big. And think of, like, for me, Bimbirgeje is very similar to sort of, um, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, I'm not saying it's talking about, (laughs) you know, sex and all that. But, like, think of the male character in Fifty Shades of Grey, right? And think of... very broken... Adagench, correct. Broken, doesn't open his heart to love and he's cynical and all that sort of stuff. Halit is in Bimbirgeje and because of that, he just assumes that women will do anything for money and then offers this money um, to Bad Guzaj. And um, I think from that on... And then there's also mm-hmm. a love triangle happening in that dizzy as well. And it just creates that whole element of the forbidden love. And, you know, everyone loves that story. So mm-hmm. that captures the very significant market, which is women. And that's it. You've got them hooked. You've got a very good market. That's my opinion anyway. What do you think? Uh, I... Yeah, I I would agree. There's that character arc of that broken character mm-hmm. that uh, uh, is redeemed, uh, and you know I I won't make any comment on whether whether that's right or wrong. I think uh, in in movies and TV shows that's fine. In real life, not so much. <laughs> but <laughs> the the other thing is, um, I read that what really brought in um, like global viewership was the sheer uh, amount of production value in these uh, dizzies. So they were spending uh, lots of money making it look really good and really palatable for people. And I think, uh, yeah, there's nothing worse than watching something that's kind of just visually unappealing. Oh, absolutely. And you can – when you watch the the first sort of dizzies, like ones that I really liked were Super Baba, Baba Eve, um, like those ones that first – like Ikinjubahar, like those ones that initially were making it 
um, of, you know, very popular stance in the Turkish community. They be- like even if you watch them now, that because of their strong storyline and characters, you you're able to watch them. But when you, you're watching it from a film perspective and a visual perspective, you can really see the mm-hmm. shift of how well the disease now are made compared to then. For example, in um, a magnificent century, Muhteşem Yüzyıl, there were multiple historical consultants and production team of 130 with 25 people working on costume alone. Yeah, that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? That's just like phenomenal, the Mm -hmm. amount of crew that was working on this show and that it's about a sultan in the Ottoman Empire and it made it so popular, like so many countries Mm -hmm. were so interested in this. And it's just really amazing to see that other countries are picking up snippets of our culture and our um, way of life. And and I'm not saying it's gospel, like it's not – you know, we don't all live like the people in disease. Like my my fr- um, sister works uh, with this lady that's got a Greek heritage and she said, oh, my God, I love and, – and everyone refers to it as dizzy because mm-hmm. the people that watch the disease know that it's a dizzy, yeah. right? And can we just uh, make a, a really small clarification to anyone who has never seen a dizzy? Oh, yeah, correct. This, we didn't, this yeah. isn't – you know, a 20, 25-minute oh, yeah. episode of a TV show. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to mention Dizzies that. go on for two hours long. Correct. <laughs> two, two and a half hours. Yeah, two, two and a In half fact, hours easy. some countries apparently that do purchase them have to shorten them so they'll have more um, episodes in a season because they will shorten the dizzy. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, but basically what the, the story that I was saying, the, the Greek lady was saying to my sister, oh, my God, everyone in Istanbul seems so rich. I don't know what disease she was watching. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Everyone's like like a, um, you know, model in, in Turkey. And my sister's like, maybe you should go to Turkey and check it out. Yeah. It's not always the case. Like also, that's probably been filmed at Sadiado. Uh, some location yeah, like, like that. I know, like, um, you know, the, the culture of the Dizzy is, is within all these different countries, but, you know, it, it's – you shouldn't just judge it. For, uh, but there, there aren't – see, it just depends what sort of the what sort of Dizzy's you are watching because I was going to say the majority of them are like, you know, covering the rich families and stuff, but they're not. There are stuff – that are not, but it just depends if these other channels that are buying these dishes, are they buying purely the the people in the rich houses in Istanbul or are they buying the people um, that are living in the villages as well? Yeah, I. it, it depends on that demographic, I think. Correct. With something like um, Magnificent Century, Muntesham Yuzil, uh, it it was seen by more than 500 million people. Can you imagine that? Oh, my that? God. <laughs> that is incredible, right? Uh, and it was the first Dizzy that was brought by Japan. That is incredible. 
Yeah. I'm just shocked about that. We asked um, some of our viewers what disease that they've been watching. Have yes. we got some answers there, Heidi? We do. This is since you're the social media guru in our team. Social media. I got called out for um, my <laughs> my translation of some of the Atasus letters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm not going to be the social media guru from now on. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what were the what were the disease that people said? We have uh, Jamdakikas. Okay, yeah. Uh, Yarga was a popular uh, one. I watched Yarga, yes. Ezal. I've watched Ezal. Uchkurush. Oh, yeah, I've watched Uchkurush. Uh, the Club. I watched The Club. I actually watched um, the last episode six, which is on Netflix um, today. On my ah, lunch break. No yeah. spoilers. No spoilers. It's very good. I'll watch it. Yeah. Ufak Tefek Jinayatlar. I've watched that too. You've watched everything. Avrupa Yakasa. I've watched that too. Janet Malese. Oh, look, I'd, I've watched a couple of volumes of that, but I don't like You Alishan. roughly know. I don't like Alishan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Alishan. Alishan. Duydun mu? Duyma, duyma. Acacia Dura. Yeah, I watched that too. Um, we have a Mutesha Musil here oh, as well. Of course. Ashku uh, Memno. Of course, I watched that. Anything with Kuvanch. <laughs> uh, we have Yasak uh, Elma. Mm, I haven't watched that. I haven't watched that either. Yaprak uh, Dökümü. Oh, of course I've watched uh, that. Eskilerden Süper Baba mm-hmm. and Baba Evi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asmalı Konak is oh. another one. I watched that too. I even went to Asmalı Konak when I went oh, to Turkey. Did yeah. you? Just, yeah, just so I can go see it. I I watched the first episode recently on YouTube. It's it's pretty. It's pretty basic, bad. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And anyway, let's not get sidetracked. But there were a lot of plot holes. <laughs> there is a lot of. And the thing is, he's very aggressive. I know. Like what the hell? We were watching, thinking it's a love story of Romeo and Juliet, but he's vicious. Like how he goes, he picks up the is it the skates or something of the guy yeah, in so the park that hits her accidentally so, bumps into yeah, her. Yeah, so they're in Central Park, the two main characters, uh, and there's let's say an extra that's like skating past and bumps into the woman, so mm. the man's love interest. And then he like grabs the skates off him, throws them in the lake. No, it's just, it's too much. And then randomly flies to Turkey, flies back a day later, finds the guy uh, at oh, Central yeah. Park, which yeah. is a huge <laughs> location, and buys him new skates. It's wow, <laughs> it's yeah, it's very possible according <laughs> oh, to hundred percent. Yeah, uh, we have Gönüldal. I don't know what that is. I haven't seen that one either. Ah, uh, Masumlar Apartmana. I've heard of Masumlar Apartmana. And I I've heard never it's been really good. To, uh, I haven't had the time to watch it, but yeah, I do want to watch it. Um, uh, another thing that I want to mention is the fact that um, Turkish dishes are very popular in the US, thanks to the Hispanic population. Yes, isn't that amazing? In fact, um, you know, chili. I think mm-hmm. it was like a few years ago gave 
um, Beran Saat a Best Actress Award. Oh, wow. This is when I realised that they actually watched the shows in South America because she posted, I think it was on her social, saying, I just got this Best Actress Award. Thank you so much, Chili, for giving it to me. I was just like, what? <laughs> Chili? Who's watching from Chili? But it Turns totally makes sense. <laughs> so in your opinion, why do you think, like what resonates with all these different countries that are watching these Turkish dishes, what resonates with them in terms of the culture that they continue to buy these shows, distribute them, people are, millions of people are sitting and clearly watching, saying mm-hmm. it, we don't care that it's so long, and like ridiculous amount of people are following our artists on socials. What is What is going on here? Like what is making people tune in day in day out or you know week in week out and watch a turkish tv dizzy i think it really it resonates with people strongly especially people with uh culturally diverse backgrounds Mm -hmm. i think that the reason for this is the storylines are really powerful and fleshed out uh i think uh, part of that is because the episodes are so long. So it's almost like you're watching a mini movie each episode and you're able to find out about characters, their strengths, their weaknesses, their personalities. Uh, the other thing I think is that really resonates with people is the family, mm-hmm. the family aspect of things. Yeah. Um, when it revolves around family, that's that's really easy for people to uh, resonate with and to say, oh, I've got X, Y, and Z issues in my family, for example, or we've overcome this together, etc. And I think like love and faith, and I don't mean that in a religious way, but, you know, faith in people, faith in the world, I think that really resonates with people as yeah. well. What, what do you think? See, one of the most popular diseases in the um, Hispanic world was Fatma Gülün Suçune. Mm-hmm. Right, and a, uh, one of the um, the media agencies in, uh, that purchased Fatma Ginun Suchune, and which translates to what does it translate to? Fatma Ginun Suchune. Uh, what is Fatma Gül's fault? Yeah, Maybe. yeah, exactly. Spot on. Um, so what is Fatma Gül's fault was very um, popular in the Hispanic world because they said that it was um, very empowering for the female. So it was the the lead for that show was a, a, a female character and she was extremely strong and was fighting for her rights for and justice. for justice and she didn't let anything deter her and you know um that's what really resonated with the viewers and i think she i mean and to be fair i haven't seen a lot of fatima gulen suchine but i know i didn't miss an episode okay but i know (laughs) enough of the storyline yeah uh i think the, the thing is, like, she was so powerful despite, you know, cultural taboos and despite uh, people uh, basically being dogmatic about what a woman's role is. Correct. And yeah. what, um, 
a, a husband's role is quote unquote uh what a man's role is etc yeah. so i think it really uh it really was able to touch on those issues Yes, I um, agree with you, Heidi, in, in that instance. Um, I think there's a couple of other things that I want to quickly mention. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I think if you if you think about so for those that are unaware like australia is an extremely multicultural country so we've got lots of different cultures that we've grown up with we went to school with um we you know have um had the extreme pleasure of living with um so i all i can think of when we were doing research for this um dizzy episode all I could think about was I understand why these different cultures believe that the Turkish dizzies resonate with them because like you said um and like the director that we didn't know the name of said (laughs) family is pivotal like Mm -hmm. when thinking back when you meet people from different cultures and you explain you can always relate to them with their values with their family with the elders you know respect to the elders when you say look I need to go and my mother's ill or I need to be with my family they absolutely understand you because for them family is important as well and our dizzies that's what they illustrate pivotal Mm -hmm. is even though if you know they're in a mafia family or if they're in you know whatever it is they always have that unit of family as being the most important thing and um i think that's what is one of the biggest elements why dizzies are popular and um yeah that that's what I'm gonna say. Any any last things that you want to add to that? No, I think I think we've covered everything I wanted to cover, and what you wanted to cover anyway. So mm-hmm. I think we are ready for the conclusion. Drum roll. Drum roll. That's all. Um, that was your drum roll. Oh, that was my yeah. conclusion. No. <laughs> <laughs> Was it's that just your... drum roll. All right, cool. Full stop. All right, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you pretty much already touched on the conclusion. So, do you want to maybe reiterate what you were saying? All right. So, I'll this week I'll cut you some slack, and yeah, I will you. I will conclude. I will say that um, Turkish disease started off being very innocent. Um, and very short of either 20 minutes, then 30 minutes, then 40 minutes, and have grown for over two hours where we sit down and watch people walking down streets, um, changing clothes and doing things that that could have been explained in 40 minutes. Anyway, that's my my personal opinion that I'm sticking in there. But so dizzies have grown. But topics have grown also 
They've become mm-hmm. more complex. They've become um, very sophisticated uh, technology-wise, um, you know, character-wise. We've learned a lot from them. We continue to learn from them. I think they add value to a lot of our pop culture in Turkey. Um, even like we we tend to get sayings. We we didn't mention Avrupa Kasa, but Avrupa Yakasa <laughs> yes, deserves an one. episode on its own because Gusebic said writes amazingly. Yeah, and I also really loved Yalan Dunya. Yeah, absolutely. And just even if you think of the pop culture that cre- was created from Avrupa Yakasa, mm-hmm. you know, the one-liners, the the characters that everyone was doing, the languages we adopted as a result, you know, that these things happen because diseases develop and you – you know you get so you resonate so much with a character and I believe this is very much shown overseas in multiple countries because it's genuine honest um way of life I'm not saying okay all disease and this is a very long introduction <laughs> conclusion but all disease are not like our genuine reflection of Turkish society Correct. Mm-hmm. I absolutely accept they that. They dramatize. They dramatize it. But there are really good, um, you know, messages that are sent out, um, such as, you know, Fatma Gunun Suchune and her fight for justice and getting her rights. That probably could have been less than 100 episodes, but nevertheless, it, you know, is a good mm-hmm. dizzy. Just. Um, yeah, I think they will continue to evolve and develop into even better and bigger things, hopefully in less amount of yeah, time. Yeah, I, I think also uh, just a little side note on that. I think really popular dizzies are really good because there's just so much saturation in the market that if people aren't watching new dizzies that mm-hmm. come up, they get scrapped after, you know, two episodes, three episodes. Absolutely, yeah. So you're only really left with the ones that survive. Yeah, exactly. And the ones that survive are probably the ones that have all those or most of those elements that that person was telling us that we don't know the name of, which we failed, obviously. But that is a conclusion, a very long conclusion and not succinct one that you usually give our listeners so i do apologize um heidi will continue doing the conclusions from next week fine uh that's a b plus for you not quite an a <laughs> thank you guys let us know what you thought about this episode or if we missed a dizzy that you watch um let us know um but yeah have a great week go to shooters go to shooters Söylemek istiyorum. <gülüyor> Efendim, ben Burhan Altıntop. Kamera hangisi daha yakın? <gülüyor>